listening to the IFF TV podcast. Welcome to Irish Football Fan TV. It's myself, Paul Nealon, and Gary Spain, and we're joined from Thomas from Hungarian Football. And uh, yeah, we're just our opposition preview. And I suppose, Thomas, firstly, thanks for joining us this morning, and I hope you're keeping well. No problem. Pleasure to be here. Uh, just, just to, I suppose, kick off with, um, you know, we were just saying off air there how how jealous kind of we are the fact that you you guys are or maybe envious is the word here um, of you guys getting to go and play in the Euros and stuff like that. Do you want to kind of give us, I suppose, the lowdown over the last couple of years and, and how, how you've kind of been playing and stuff like that? Yeah, um, I think there's there's massive excitement as well from from our side. Like, we would have been envious of everyone else if, if we'd have missed out as well, in a similar vein to you guys, because obviously you, were, you guys were supposed to host games as well, Hungary hosting games themselves. So to miss out on that would have been a huge blow um, to, to the football. Uh, to the, I guess the footballing federation and and the government as well. To be honest, like everyone would have felt it quite hard. Um, but over the past, I guess three years, which has been from qualify when qualifying started, because it's been such a long run. Um, the qualifying didn't particularly go that well. We were in a pretty tough group, really. We we're in Slovakia, who obviously you guys played in the playoff. Um, we finished below them, who the, and they finished third. We finished below Wales, who finished second, and, and we finished below Croatia, who finished top. It went okay. We beat Croatia at home, which was really impressive. Beat Wales at home. Um, it was just away from home. We, we struggled. Um, we lost to all the big teams, and we, we ended up losing to Slovakia at home as well. So qualifying was very up and down. It was Marco Rossi, who's our coach now. It's his first um, stab at qualification. So there were a bit of teething problems going when, we, when he first began the Nations League before that was even worse. We we ended up playing really badly throughout that qualification, losing to games like to Finland, who we hadn't previously and historically lost to. Um, so there was kind of a lot of ill feeling around the manager and, and the team. And then the playoffs came around because, I mean, this the system, I guess, as you guys know, was really weird, like how the Nations League worked and you somehow got into a playoff no matter where you finished in the group. Um, so we were really lucky in that respect and we got quite a lucky draw against Bulgaria. Bulgaria aren't a great team anymore. So um, we, we got through that semi-final quite convincingly. And then we had Iceland in the final and Iceland do a decent team. I think they've dropped off a little bit since the last Euros and, and the World Cup. I think they qualified for as well. Um, and we weren't particularly great in that game. Um, they are very resilient, very good defensively, and we just couldn't break them down. And it was so, so frustrating. We had so much of the ball and just nothing would break for us. And then finally, with three minutes to go, um, our French lad, who doesn't even speak Hungarian, he's only lived in Hungary for six years now, um, came on and and scored with pretty much his first touch of the ball um, to equalise, to, to make it 1-1. And then in the 92nd minute, our star player, who's everyone in Hungary thinks he's going to be an absolute majestic gem, um, maybe world-class. Maybe world he's just moved to Leipzig, um, took on 
took the ball from inside his own half, beat a couple of players and smashed it in the bottom corner. So the place went absolutely mental. There's no fans there, but like the, the players just went absolutely crazy. So to score two late goals was just unbelievable to qualify. And then since that playoff, um, we've had three qualify, uh, World Cup qualifying games. Drew to Poland, 3-3. We were really, really good in that. It's as good as I've seen Hungary play, um, well, potentially ever. Um, it was really annoying to draw that game, to be honest, because Hungary were really, really awesome. It's just a couple of defensive errors that let us down. And then we beat Andorra and San Marino. But it, all in all, Hungary are unbeaten in 10 uh, in the Nations League last year as well. Hungary were really good. Um, won the group with Turkey, Serbia and Russia in it. So our form is, is, has got a lot better. Like I say, qualification, the group, group itself didn't go particularly well, but Hungary have come on a lot under Marco Rossi. And going into this tournament, there's, a, there's quite a lot of excitement, to be fair, and a little bit of confidence. Okay. Yeah, so Thomas, you mentioned your star player. I was hoping you'd pronounce him properly for me, but Dominic Sosbaloy is the guy um, I, I've been most looking forward to watching. Now, I know he's been badly injured. I don't think he's even played for RB Leipzig yet, but he... He certainly starred in Austria with, with Salzburg. And uh, as you said, he's the great hope of Hungarian football. Uh, do you expect him to play on Tuesday night and, and, and to play in the Euros? Unfortunately not. He's had to pull out, which is devastating blow for Hungary. Um, everyone expected him to be fit. Um, in Well, when he first moved to Leipzig... Um, he was injured and uh, it was kind of, oh yeah, I'll be back in March and then March came around, he'll be back in April, he'll be back in May, he'll be back for the last three games of the season. Um, and it just, it was really weird. It just, it just wouldn't happen. And then it came around to the Euros and everyone expected him to be there. Um, he, he joined up with the squad, he joined comes training. And then on the day that the squad was announced, which was I think last Wednesday, it, it was just there was a rumor came out from um, kicker in Germany that he wasn't going to be in the squad, and Nemseti Sport, who are the kind of the leading paper in in Hungary, um, reported the same thing, and everyone was like, "What is happening here?" And that was yeah, and then eventually it was confirmed about two hours later, and it was yeah, it was a devastating blow. I think devastating for the country. Even the prime minister came out and said like how how big of a blow it is to lose him. And I think it's a devastating blow for the, the squad as well because he's the he's the only player in the squad who has a little bit of flair, a little bit of can create something from nothing. Um, like you said with well, the Iceland game, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like no one was doing that, and he just took it upon himself and and, and scored scored an unbelievable goal. So like it is a huge blow mentally and and just on the pitch as well, which is a real real real, real shame. Who who should we look out for on Tuesday? Who who do you think will be the stars and and for the Euros as well? I think our our stars mainly come at the back. Um, if if you are looking for flair players, I think the one who probably potentially might stand out is Roland Shai, uh, is the Freiburg winger uh, slash striker who, who we're playing up top in in a part of a two. If Hungary play their best team on um, in, in their game against Ireland against Cyprus. Uh, on Friday, it was kind of a bit of a B slash C team. Um, but if he plays against Ireland, he'll probably play up top as a, in the front two with Roland, um, with Adam Zolai at Mainz. He, Roland Shalai is the kind of player who can a little bit kind of create something from nothing. Uh, not in the same way as Sobel slide, but he has a little bit of flair and a little bit of guile. And 
um, a potential to beat a man and score from 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 far out. But like I say, our stars mainly come at the back. It's uh, Willy Orban, who's the club captain at Leipzig, um, and Attila Zolai, um, who is at Fenerbahce, who's been linked with a lot of European clubs, uh, a lot of big European clubs in, in big European leagues. Um, he is, is a real talent, uh, left-sided centre-half, um, really, really good at going forward as well. Like a, He's been, on, in the Cyprus game, it was like an overlapping centre-half a little bit, like Sheffield United play, um, which might be something that happens on, on Wednesday, uh, on Tuesday, sorry. And then um, Galacci in goal as well is, is a real... Uh, quality goalkeeper um, but apart from the rest it's kind of just a work, workman like side really um, there's no potentially other stars out there I just uh, I don't mean to jump in there Gary but just looking at the, the games that you mentioned obviously you've played a lot of teams kind of recently that we played like Finland uh, Bulgaria Slovakia and stuff like that so I, th- I think this, the sides could possibly be a sl- slightly evenly match. Obviously, I, I feel like you would probably be stronger. And again, we're trying to breed through a lot of young players at the moment. I think Stephen Kenny's actually looking at that as, you know, if I breed them in now, it'll benefit them more in the longer term. And like he's leaving out experienced players like Shane Duffy and stuff like that out of the squad uh, to give these young players like Daryl O'Shea and stuff like that a chance. And maybe I think I don't see us changing our team too much. Maybe the team that finished the game against Andorra will probably be the team that starts um, but you just never know because he's brought so many away there's other players there that he brought away that maybe weren't in the squad or didn't get a look in at all so it will be interesting to see what you know both sides line up because you mentioned you know that he might bring in a stronger team because he didn't play some against Cyprus and I'd imagine he wants to get some of them sharp ahead of the Euros you know you don't want to be going in after not playing your best players because they may get injured I mean how else are they going to play yeah, it's an interesting one, really, because I think I think you guys will maybe be a bit well. I mean, you, you expect Hungary to be good because they're in the Euros, but I think, like you say, I think it'll be a very even game. I don't think Hungary will at all dominate possession or dominate the game at all. I, I find it, I find this the matchup a little bit weird because if you look at Hungary's group in the Euros, it's Portugal, uh, France, and Germany, three amazing teams, and the teams that we've been put up against, Cyprus and Ireland. They're not teams that are probably going to dominate us in the way that those teams would. So I, I don't really see what we're going to learn from this, to be honest. Like, it's, it's just like an even matchup. And I feel like it would have been best if we'd have been played against someone like England. It might not have been like the best morale booster for us to maybe go and lose 2 or 3-0 to them or or something like that. But I, I just I know that Ireland do are looking to play more football now under under Kenny than they previously were under Mick McCarthy and Martin O'Neill. So maybe that is potentially some of the thinking, but I just think if Hungary are going to try and go out there and dominate Ireland with the ball, it's not something that's actually we're going to benefit from in the next three games. So I think how Hungary line up in this game is going to be quite interesting. I don't know if maybe it, they might just try and invite Ireland to try and dominate us and then us counter-attack, which which could be the situation, but I mean, it might just look a bit weird to you guys if that is going to be the case. They're going to be like, why are these guys at the Euros when we're absolutely dominating them? But it might just be the way that we set up to to try and prepare, as it were, for the for the three games coming up. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I I find it interesting you're talking about the lineup. I I was ex- assuming and expecting that one week out from the Euros, 
and the last game that uh, Marco Rossi was going to field the 11 he expects to start in the Euros. I mean, that, by and large, that's what you'd normally expect from the final warm-up um, without maybe giving too much away, as you said, up, up against three of the top teams in Europe. Yeah, and, and we were talking about this on, on our podcast um, a week ago and, and we were kind of asked the question, what what do you kind of want to see from these two friendly games? And I said exactly that. I want to see the, the main the main side play two games so they get used to playing together in, in the way that they are going to play against in, in the three group games. So it is quite interesting. I, I feel this may be just because there's a few positions that are up for grabs. He wants to try new players out and there's a few new players in the squad. So Janos Hahn, for example, had, had was, was making his debut on Friday from the start. Philippe Hollander is, is kind of our left wing back who's been playing up front for Partizan Belgrade this season. He he got a chance up front. We 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 lost our left wing, we we're our other left wing back. So Kevin Varga played at left wing back. So it was maybe just a chance to for other players to to get a, an opportunity. And the main players like Willie Orban, like I say, is one of our stars. Adam Nodge, who is uh, he is amazing for Hungary, not great for Bristol City. Um he did those two didn't start. Um Adam Zola and Ronan Shala didn't even feature. Um so it is quite interesting why he has gone for that. But I think potentially in this friendly game we will see Hungary's best team. I just I am a little bit he may be a little bit fearful that injuries will be a, an issue. Because if if one of our stars does get injured, it means that three of our stars are injured because two of them are already injured. And our left wing back, who is our, our basically our only left footed player, apart from Attila Zola, who's a centre half in the squad. So I can maybe fear like it would be a huge blow if, if one of our best players were to get injured. So maybe that is part of the thinking as well. But like you say, you want the, want them to tune up and get used to to playing with each other, especially this close to the tournament. I suppose a good chance for our Jason Knight then to cause some problems on the right hand side. Yeah, Hungary's left left wing back position is, is 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 a real real worry to be honest. Like I say, Philippe Hollander has been playing there for pretty much three or four years for Hungary, um, but he's been playing up front all season for Partizan Belgrade. So it's a very big switch. And Kevin Varga, who played there on Friday, um, he's been playing right wing for um, Kasim Pasa in in Turkey. So. We don't have a left wing back. Attila Zolai could play left wing back, but he's too good at centre half. So that is that is a real worry. Uh, Varga did very well against there against Cyprus, but he didn't have much defending to do. So um, yeah, definitely a problem for us at left wing back, and it's going to be interesting to see how and maybe we approach that on in this game. Just you know, on the. On that uh, left back spot, we had an opportunity to seize that opportunity before against Luxembourg, and we never did. So I wouldn't be worrying too much from from your point of view about that. They didn't even have a left back. I'm pretty sure in the squad on the at the time of playing them, and we didn't like that. The, the problem we have is that when Jason, I I think he he mentioned that he only played a couple of times in that right kind of wing position. He's in. He seems to take up a lot of room for Matt Doherty, so Matt Doherty can't actually go on his usual kind of overlap, or he maybe drifts in inwards a bit more because he's a natural kind of centre mid more so. Um, 
So I think if we can kind of find a balance of getting Matt Doherty getting down the line and maybe they've worked a bit on that since uh, the, the last game there against Andorra, then we might see something like that. But uh, for the most part, from your point of view, I wouldn't be worrying about that. But what I, I am interested because you said, you, you know, you've been keeping up with uh, Irish football and you listen to second captains and hopefully now you'll listen to us going forward. But uh, just just on, the, on our squad, is there anyone there that you might be fearful from our point of view? Um, well, people talk about Troy Parrott a lot, don't they? Um, especially in Ireland, and I think like the potential with him, when obviously being at Tottenham from a young age, I think there was a lot of excitement around him. So I'm, I, I barely ever seen him play. Maybe I haven't ever seen him play. So I'm, I'm quite excited to see him play, and especially after he scored a couple on Thursday or whenever you, you guys played against Andorra. Yeah. So I think I think that That's one's it. quite exciting. I'm also kind of looking just forward to seeing the style that you play. I know I know you've not had great results at all since Kenny came in. I think that was the first win, wasn't it, on Thursday? Yeah. But yeah. but I am interested to see if there has been a noticeable change in the style that I can see of. I mean, like, I guess you guys, maybe it's harder to see from game to game. If you're watching every game, like you might not see like the change. But like for me, for someone who's probably not watched Ireland since he's took, taken over, I will be a little bit interested to see if if that is quite evident and, and kind of the, the new passing football that you guys are trying to instill is is quite evident for me, like despite the bad results that you've had, because I mean, you have got a lot of lot of youngsters coming through and there's a few like Premier League players like um, the lad at Brighton, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Is he in the yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. He's, he's, he didn't travel, I don't know, he might oh, be injured, okay. I'm not sure what's up with him, but yeah, I thought he was a decent player, and then I know you've got a couple of Ireland Ireland-based players as well. That you've Chaco something, Jack Byrne. He's yeah, not in Jack the squad Byrne. either. Oh god, <laughs> no, uh, he would have been in the squad. He's just been carrying injuries. We do have Dan Mandreo, who's um, he played for Shamrock Rovers, the club Jack was at, and he started the season quite well. He used to play for Brighton as well, but he came back and he's kind of. Um, he played for Bohemians for a little bit, then Shamrock Rovers, and now he's starting to do well again. And he he played with Stephen with the under twenty one, so he kind of he's familiar with him that way, you know. And yeah, there's the yeah. lad, uh, Omar Bamadeli at Norwich as well. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. there's a couple of young, good young players there that you're probably thinking of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm just I'm just interested to see that. To be fair, like I and I know that like you guys have well, Kenny is getting a lot of stick and it's it pretty hard for him to try and change things at the moment because like the training camps what two or three days long and like it's even shorter because of covid so like he's kind of been dealt a really bad hand at, at the moment so yeah i am i am interested i'm i'm also a little bit fearful that because you guys actually like you guys won for the first time on thursday that maybe you've got a lot more confidence than you did have before that game and this might be like the chance for you to turn it around. It might be a turning point for you, and we might be on the end, on the wrong end of that. So, yeah, I'm a little bit fearful on that in that perspective as well. One of the things that intrigues me about uh, Tuesday is uh, Hungary are allowing fans in. In fact, a full house is allowed. The same for the Euros. Um, and I see on social media there seems to be massive demand for the the home tickets for for the Euros. Do you think there'll be a full house on Tuesday, and what will the atmosphere be like? Pretty much, um, there was pretty much sold out for the game against Cyprus, and and obviously Ireland is a lot bigger prospect and a um, lot bigger nation than 
there's a lot of excitement, I guess, that when someone like Ireland come to the nation as well. Um, the atmosphere was awesome on um, uh, on Friday. It was like like COVID didn't exist. It was yeah bouncing. Um, no, well, obviously, with the stadiums nearly sold out, there can't be any restrictions um, like between two seats or anything. So it was it was literally like you wouldn't know that COVID existed. So that would be really interesting, for, I guess, for you guys to to, to see. Um, a, a full rocking stadium for the first time in so long but yeah it was it was exactly uh, as you would expect a hungarian game to be like like the ultras behind the goal going crazy and the flags being waved across uh, around the whole stadium throughout the game and stuff so and also this game is uh, as you know like the last game before the euro so it's, it's the, the chance to give the guys a send-off not in the traditional way because our next game is actually at home so but it's still kind of like the last big push for the for the fans to see. So I mean, I guess it's also going to be different for the Ireland Ireland players as well. They've probably not played in. They've probably maybe not ever played in front of fans since COVID came in. So yeah, that's going to be an interesting one for them as well. Yeah, we there were three hundred fans allowed in Andorra, but uh, yeah, I reckon it's going to be totally different on Tuesday night. As you said, the the place is going to be rocking, and the first time in reality, well, there, there were fans allowed in Finland. We played, I think, in front of about six thousand. But again, I don't think the Finns make the same level of noise or atmosphere that that we're that certainly I would be expecting in Budapest on Tuesday night. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, it's going to be really, really good. I don't think it's going to turn like vicious or anything like that. Like maybe like it could do, but um, but I think there might be like flares and smoke bombs and stuff. That I think they might go really all out for it. To be honest, I think it might it, like the last game before the for the Euros. I think they might be be quite special. I think you're going to need that, you know, it's it's about time fans are allowed back in stadiums, you know, why not let them enjoy it? And Matt Doherty said to you in the press conference yesterday, Gary, you know, like he, he plays better in front of fans, so you never know. It could be a really good game in that sense, you know, fans, atmosphere. I know we probably won't have much fans at it, but like just the fact that there's fans there and there's an atmosphere, it, it creates a buzz around the game, you know what I mean? Instead of feeling like you're watching games and it's, you know, you're watching a training session almost sometimes, there's no... You know, it'll be good because if Hungary aren't at it, I'm sure the fans will be getting on the players' back and letting them know and there's a bit more urgency in the game. That's what you want. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it's, it's kind of almost a little bit jarring in your ears because you, especially as the when we were having to listen to like this fake crowd noise and stuff, and then you're actually hearing like normal fan noise. You're like, I completely forgot what it actually sounded like. So yeah, it, like Friday was awesome. Um, it wasn't like as vociferous as I think it will be on uh, uh, in, in this game, but yeah, it was really, really cool um, just to see them all there. And uh, and Hungary's done pretty well for, for COVID. Like half the country's been vaccinated now. Um, death rates come down massively since uh, it was quite high. Um, even when Hungary announced that they were going to have 100% capacity at these Euros games, there was a lot of scepticism around why and how they can actually do this but in the time since it's actually got a lot better so it is great to see and yeah a bit of normality yeah no 100 just i just want to go back to what you said about the style of play just just with us because you know we've been lucky enough to go and work at the games i've been covering the home games and gary goes to all the away games i have noticed the change maybe not so much in the andorra game but every other game 
Um, I think the service had a lot to play with that in the Andorra game. But just in the games, I think we actually have played well. And, you know, we've seen good passages of play and, you know, signs of that they're starting to, you know, learn what the manager wanted to do. And that was over the short period of time. Now he's had an extended period of time. So it will be interesting. This will be on grass, which Matt Doherty actually said to you as well, Gary. Um, so I think that will be a key factor there. And, uh, you know, I, I have seen it. I just think, you know, goals have gone... I think once we can see the goal, our confidence just drops completely, and we're just we just seem lost for ideas, and that's happened in some games where we've almost given goals away, and uh, we've just been on the receiving ends of one of the losses, and had the goal, had we got the goal, and we had had chances to do it, maybe if we had got the goal, things would have changed, and and like when Troy Paris scored that goal, it just seemed like the shackles came off, and we just kind of expressed ourselves a little bit more, and more so him. Because there's been a lot of expectation on his on his shoulders, and I I think in some ways it's kind of wrong, because he's only I think 19, and uh, you know it's the whole country's weight on the shoulders because he scored goals at underage level. He's never really done it at senior level. He just finished, you know. I suppose in his case, he would say a disappointing first season in senior football. But once that goal went in against Adora, um. I think he just starts like nearly a minute later. He nearly gets an assist, then he gets another goal. Probably lucky by the goalkeeper, but I think that's what maybe his sort of if, if he can have a good start to the game, and he, maybe he might breathe a bit of confidence around the rest of the team. But I am looking forward to seeing what Hungary brings to the table. Um, Gary, if you want to add on before we move on to our predictions, the fun part. <laughs> no, that's about it. I think we've covered everything, Paul. Yeah, well, Thomas, uh, I suppose we'll start with you. Um, we usually just get a prediction, you know, scoreline, and uh, how you think it'll go. Oh, I'm a little bit nervous. Um, I think it'll be 1-1. I, I, I'm feeling really optimistic ahead of Hungary's games in the Euros, but I think that's because the way that Hungary plays is suited to teams that are better. Um, like in, in the Nations League games, Last year, when we played against teams like Turkey, Serbia, and um, Russia, Russia—that's the one. Um, we we were much better when we could soak up the pressure and counter attack. When we played against Iceland, the team that, especially as Iceland took the lead early, and Iceland are a team that just sit in, we really, really struggled to break them down. And when we played against Andorra and San Marino in qualifying, we looked awful and. On, again, in the game against Cyprus on Friday, we weren't particularly great. It wasn't our greatest team. So I think the teams, when we're on a level with them or or they're a bit worse than us, I think we struggle against. So I think that I think it will be a very attritional 1-1. I don't think there'll be much. I think it'll probably most of the game will probably be played in the middle of the park. I think Hungary are good defensively. So, and obviously Ireland's troubles with, with scoring goals will probably maybe continue again in this game. Um, I think Hungary aren't great at scoring goals either. Like, if if you look at our squad, uh, only one player has more than double figures in the squad. It's Adam Zolai, and he's only scored one goal this season at Mainz, um, and he's a striker. So um, we're equally as bad at scoring goals as you guys. So um, I think it will be a, a quite attritional one-one, or maybe one 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 team nick it either way. But yeah, I'm going to go one-one. Yeah, I, I think we'll, we'll be all be in agreement that a lot of our best players are defenders as well. So <laughs> <laughs> the game will probably be won in defence. Gary, what's your prediction? Yeah, I, I'm I'm a similar mind to Thomas, and 
I, I'm actually thinking back our send-off game. It, the situations were reversed in 2012 when we went to Budapest, and uh, it was our last game before we played in the Euros, and it was an end-of-season friendly for Hungary, and that finished nil-nil. And I wouldn't be surprised if I saw the same outcome on Tuesday. And I, I think Stephen Kenny would be very happy with that. Coming off the win on Thursday, I think if we can go and build on that and get a draw. And uh, the goal-scoring monkey is probably off our, our backs for a while, having scored four, albeit against Andorra. But I am conscious uh, Hungary have an, an excellent goalkeeper playing with a top German side, top uh, defenders as well. And uh, our strength is in defence, as Thomas said. And uh, I, I fancy a scoreless draw on Tuesday night. I'm going to be optimistic uh, and I feel like um, we're due to nick a game because we've gone behind in so many games. So I'm going to say a 1-0 win. Thomas, I hope you don't mind me saying that. Um, Troy Parrott to score uh, 1-0. I would just love just to come off two wins for Stephen Kenny's sake more than anyone and probably the squad. Um, at the same time, I am wary that Hungary will probably score anyway, but I'm hoping for a 1-0 win and we could see out the, the victory. That's what I'd be hoping for anyway. Um, probably uh, heart overhead there, but might as well be honest. Uh, yeah, just so just to finish off, Thomas, uh, I just so people can find you on social media. So it's uh, at Thomas Mortimer and I'll have a comment over your, your name there. And um, HungarianFootball.com is, is you're the founder of it's Moggyar Fotsy Live, or you can yeah follow me at Thomas Mortimer as well. Okay, well we'll have that coming up because uh, I I just wouldn't be good at pronouncing it. But uh, listen, it's been fantastic to have you on, and much I, I love doing these opposition previews because you get a, a much bigger, better detail of the teams before you played them that you probably wouldn't have found out. So thanks very much for coming on, and it's been a real pleasure having you on. Yeah, me too. Found it really interesting as well. So thank you very much. Nope, that's it. Just looking forward to Tuesday and really, really looking forward to a full stadium. Yeah, yeah. should be good. Well, you make sure you enjoy it. You'll be at it, Gary. So enjoy the full stadium. Um, guys, if you're watching, uh, don't forget to like the video. Don't forget to subscribe and check out Thomas's podcast as well. Um, we'll speak to you all soon. Thanks for watching.